0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. As you will all be well aware at this stage, the former Taoiseach John Bruton has passed away aged 76 following a long illness. Uh, Mr. Bruton had a long and storied political career, of course, only 22 when first elected to the Dáil and ultimately came to lead the government. He was Taoiseach from 1994 until 1997, the leader of Fine Gael for 11 years, from 1990 until 2001. He was, of course, a County Meath man from Dunboyne and our own reporter, Henry McKean, has been in Dunboyne today, speaking to some of the former Taoiseach's friends and neighbours.
1: John Brooke was a absolutely fantastic politician. Not elected at all. He was the youngest uh, politician. We were very proud of him here in Dunbarin. Uh, he was a great worker within the community. Uh, he done a lot of things for my family. Well, the one thing in particular, I absolutely hate his politics.
0: You hate his politics, but you
1: respect him as a politician? As a person, he was absolutely fantastic. Uh, but uh, his politics, anti-nationalist and everything else that was so prevalent uh, all his political life, uh, I, I really disown him for that but admire him for being a politician uh, I suppose his legacy was uh, uh, bringing down the government back 30 uh, uh, odd years ago with uh, putting the, the the tax on, on uh, children's footwear uh, that was, uh, that was uh, a horrible blunder by uh, him and his party uh, here in dumbine he did a lot for dumbine as well a huge amount for Dumbine. Ah no, you'd miss him all right, he used to walk our road uh, he'd sit on the seat there at the top of the Kennedy Road <laughs> there's a seat up the top there
2: and he used to have a rest on that maybe read his paper and then head on but yeah you miss him
3: um, I think it's very sad he was very well known and well respected around the community so I think people are very
1: sad to hear of his passing
3: Michael Cavanagh so we're in this beautiful pub Brady's pub yeah best pub in the pub <laughs> <For> you've
1: <laughs> you to be careful here <laughs> oh it's
3: okay for you you know the death of John Bruton, you know, yeah. you're having a, a drink, and what are your memories? I think he was a great statesman, um, a politician who looked at the bigger picture. He wasn't uh, a fixture, your pothole man. He looked at the country wide picture in the north of Ireland, and especially Europe. And he was a good statesman and a very honest, honourable man. That's what I would say about him. Very well respected. Seen him at mass very regularly, and he was a very religious man. And yeah, I would have had an awful lot of respect for the man.
0: Yes, just some of uh, John Bruton's friends and neighbours in Dunboyne and County Meath speaking to our reporter Henry McKean, a little bit earlier this afternoon. Uh, Alan Jukes, of course, is a former leader of Fine Gael as well. Alan, you're welcome to the show. How Good Karen. How will you chiefly remember your friend and colleague John Bruton?
2: Oh, as a, a, a very upright, uh, determined man, um, uh, a great, a man full of curiosity about politics and about how he could advance uh, what he regarded as being the, the public good, public welfare, always seeking new ways to do it. Um, impatient in politics, uh, but in personal relations, always courteous. Uh, gentle and, and unassuming. Um, he had a very varied career, I think. He, he, he recovered from a number of shocks. I think uh, one of your Vox Pop people there mentioned the Vat on Children's Shoes event in 1982. That affected him seriously at the time and afterwards. All the more so, as we found out shortly afterwards, that that all could have been avoided if... John and his department of finance had been told that there was a, a £30 million dividend waiting to be cashed in by the government from board, gosh, Aaron, if the notification of that had lain unopened on another minister's desk for a couple of days before the budget. But, I mean, that's that's politics. He, he got over that. Um, I suppose he wasn't best pleased when he wasn't made Minister for Finance at the end of 1982, uh, and I was pointed that position in his stead. I think Gareth felt that after the February event, it wouldn't be the best idea to put John back into finance. But when he came back in in, in 1986 after a reshuffle, uh, he took to it again. And I think he, he instituted a number of very useful reforms in the way that the country's fiscal and economic policies were run that were beneficial in later years. And I think he, he made... Uh, a splendid job of running the, the Rainbow Coalition, which seemed a very unlikely thing um, when it happened. Uh, but he, Dick Spring, and Punchy uh put together a government that worked extremely well together and, again, made a lot of progress in laying the foundations for economic growth after that. So um, John had every reason to, to, to be proud of what he had achieved, uh, both as party leader in Finnegade mm. on his
0: Taoiseach. I'm sure there would have been a period of a few years in the middle of both your careers where, where where you would have regarded him as a rival within the party.
2: Well, he he and I were rivals in 1987 in the leadership election. There were three of us, John, Peter, Barry and myself. Um, and I think John was both surprised and I think annoyed uh, as the result. And indeed, it was Peter Barry. But I had them both on the front bench after that and they they, they quickly put the whole thing behind them. And they were very valuable members with their experience and wisdom. And they put their
0: heart and soul into the work they were doing. What struck you about him when you first met him? Would have been the early 80s. His energy and his intellectual deferment.
2: I mean, I, I used to say, Somewhat in frustration, that John would follow a brightly coloured bouncing ball to hell. He was he was so taken with the idea of looking for new ways of doing things, creative ways of doing things, um, and he brought this kind of intellectual energy and power to to, to what he did. Uh, and it was always it was refreshing and sometimes exhausting to be around him when he was. You know, in that kind of mood. But he—he was—he was a very deep thinker. Um, uh, once he was convinced of something, he, he would go after it very, very strongly. Um, but again, in in personal relations, and I had a number of disagreements with him on different issues. And um, you you would have the argument with him, and it could be quite uh, robust. But at the end of it, uh, that was the argument. That was if you like, policy. It had nothing to do with personality, yeah. and he was quite a, a, a warm person to deal with on, on, on a personal level. And I think when when he finished in, in politics here and was appointed as the EU ambassador to the United States, uh, that was another new world open to him, and he, mm. he enjoyed that immensely, and he threw himself into it. Um, and I think he, he was an excellent ambassador for the EU, Uh, to the point where somebody in the American administration decided at one point, oh, the EU is not a state, so they can't have an ambassador. That really annoyed John, and he moved heaven and earth and succeeded in having the status restored, uh, which I think was right and proper, but he he took it very personally.
0: Mm. Pat Rabbit is with us as well, Alan, uh, the former Minister for Communications, uh, of course, in the Labour Party. Pat, you're welcome to the show. Thanks again. Um, What are your own memories of John Bruton?
3: Well, I, I suppose my dominant uh, memories are uh, his skilful and impartial management of the Rainbow government that had three different parties in it and that I think finished its term in common acceptance as one of the better governments that we've had in the last 50 years. Um. He was a cerebral politician. He was a politician of of conviction. Um, And uh, in his earlier life in politics, uh, not the easiest man to get on with. Um, He was at that time a more assertive and ideological figure than he was at the time that he assumed uh, the office of Taoiseach, when I think people would uh, or were agreed, that he was impartial, generous, and a good manager. And it was a good government that, you know, uh, was in at the beginning of the Celtic Tiger without letting the country uh, run off the rails mm. in the fashion that happened subsequently.
0: What is his chief legacy then, Pat?
3: Well, uh, You know, anybody that uh, has devoted his life uh, as he did uh, to the public realm and to politics, there are a lot of things you could say. For example, I was uh, at the 10th anniversary of the founding of Tusla in Dublin Castle today, and a man came up to me from Froeghe to say that when he was junior minister to Justin Keating in the 70s, he founded the first Irish youth policy. Uh, so, I mean, there's all kinds of things that you could judge, but uh, it seems to me that it is the government of which he was Taoiseach, uh, you know, that put through, for example, a raft of very progressive legislation. Uh, Mervyn Taylor was the minister for law reform. I don't think that people generally would, for example, uh, associate John Bruton with the campaign for divorce. Uh, that it wasn't the first issue that uh, dawned on him every morning, and yet he facilitated that referendum, and in my memory, and probably on the preceding Sunday, made an absolutely critical intervention, because you may recall, uh, certainly Alan Jukes will recall, the referendum was passed by some 9,000 votes, it was a very close thing, it was a major reform, and that uh, government, left behind it uh, a, a legislative uh, legacy of reform. But I think he probably himself would say that it was the economic liftoff of which he was most proud. Uh, the government, there was a thousand jobs a week being uh, added uh, during the lifetime of that government. Uh, the uh, budget was in surplus. And... Um, the growth was causing immigrants young immigrants to return to ireland at the time um, and it was the beginning mm. uh, of the of the years of uh, of economic boom uh, uh, the difference being that that government kept a cap on it subsequent governments unfortunately did not
0: well, one the listeners texted in to say it's very sad news for those of us who were in when he was leader in his shock. He never got the recognition he deserved for his contribution to Irish life, particularly his work for peace in the North and history. We'll be more kind to him. May he rest in peace. And I'd echo at that final sentiment. And of course, he was a public figure, but first and foremost, I'm sure a family man. So people's thoughts today. Including ours, uh, we'll be with uh, John's uh, family and friends. Uh, my thanks uh, to Alan Jukes and Pat Rabbit. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddihy with Nissan weekdays from four on News Talk.